by alone inside. He's got the breakaway with the touch to the right. Go! Will Kidd with the touch and the goal! It's a go-ahead goal! Minneapolis City! This is the People's Pitch Podcast, the official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club. Brought to you by Summit Brewing Company. Attention, riders. Please keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle. This is the People's Pitch Podcast, the one and only official podcast of Minneapolis City Soccer Club. I am your illustrious host, Nate, joined as always by my co-host, the always dazzling John Bisworm. John, I'm still a little giddy about that new intro, man. That sounds so sweet. Nate, let me tell you, that shit took me forever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Trying to figure that out, being that I'm not even close to an audio engineer. Like, I'm the guy at the party who plugs his iPod in, and what we really needed was, like, fucking Skrillex. (laughs) (laughs) So, it it was really tough. We but, might have to uh, we might have to upgrade in the future, but hopefully everyone gets the sweet sweet gist. Yeah, I think so too. But like, I, I was super happy with how it turned out. My favorite part, I do think, is um, Nordo from K Fans' call of Goose's goal. So like, if you remember that one, it was kind of a, a surprise moment live because he kind of beat his defender and then just like said "fuck it" from twenty five yards out. Yeah, and and his call is like it it, it exemplifies that perfectly so when when we when i found that clip i was like it's got to go in well john just because we're deep in the off-season bush doesn't mean that uh (laughs) we don't have some delicious content for everyone tonight did you see the alexa commercial where she was like you're deep in the bush yeah i did (laughs) (laughs) anyway a couple weeks ago we talked to trey about his time at the npsl showcase and it sounds like That is starting to pay off for him, so that's cool. We have another sick merch alert, so get your soccer wardrobe ready for a few additions, everybody. And we are welcoming city coach Matt Vaughn Benshotten to the show. Uh, It'll be cool to have him on. It is the first time he has joined us. Yes, we will have him on shortly. So you might remember, like Nate said, two weeks ago, we talked to city center back Trey Benhart about his time in Orlando at the NPSL showcase. And the big unknown coming out of that weekend was now what? Like, what are we going to do now? And he just kind of said, I got on a bus back to the airport and that was it. It was like, here's your, here's your parking voucher. See you later. (laughs) Um, And well, Nate, we were informed uh, of some interesting news about Trey yesterday. Our baby bird is taking a shot at flying out of the nest. Trey has been offered a week-long trial in Europe with Estonian First Division side Tartu J.K. Te- uh, Temeka, or just Temeka if you're following that league. I don't know why you would, but if you are, uh, it's just Temeka. Huge Estonian fan. So before <laughs> before you dive in, like, how did all this go down? Like, if you got a call from Trey and he said, uh, I just got an offer to try, to train with, like, Indy 11, that seems like the logical next step from, like, a NPSL showcase, but Estonia? Yeah, so, Nate, the fruits of Trey's labor are really what kind of paid off at the showcase. He was actually hooked up with Tameka through a connection at the showcase. His coach at the showcase actually had um, – 
an in with that team. They're actually currently in the season, so there was a, there there probably is a need there at center back due to uh, you know whatever. Yeah. So they're bringing him in mid season. So um, so it's kind of nice. So um, having kind of been through something relatively similar, um, he can kind of expect virtually everyone outside of the coach or the technical director who brought him in to say zero words to him. And guys will be give him like the coldest of the cold shoulders. Mm-hmm. It, he won't get he won't get the ball much unless he, he it's a do or die situation on the field. He can expect forwards uh, as a defender to put in extra heavy challenges. Um, you know, when, whenever they get a chance, this is a, a a different world. This is a job now. It's and it's essentially an interview. Yeah. But the main difference being that he's in the same room as all the other applicants that want the same job. Like these guys, it's it's being paid to play soccer, so they have bills to pay, they have families, and Trey will be put to the test because, um, you know, they look at him directly as a roadblock at the, to get to that next level. And yeah, I mean, I, I never thought about that. That like you, when when you think about it, like what Trey is gonna do and what you did, you're pretty much going to a foreign city, and you're competing against local guys or at least some guys that have come up through the system. Or, you know, are familiar, like for for you as an American or for anyone as an American to just kind of show up on trial and try to compete when the slot could go to a, another Estonian could be. I could see how that could be a little um, contentious. Yeah, you know, it's it's and a lot of American soccer players don't succeed in these settings because they, they don't take training as seriously you know, training as you grow up in soccer is just practice. We'll talk about practice. And, uh, you know, there's only certain periods of time where you got to put all the work in. And yeah. some guys take time off. But over there, it's like as soon as you're told to do something, you have to do it at 100%. You know, there's there's no time off. So if you if you kind of go into this thinking it's going to be like that, you, you have a, a rude awakening for, for sure. So what's up with this Estonian team, uh, Tomeka? <laughs> well, uh, after having a very short period of time to do research on them, because why, why, why would I know who they are? Right. Um, Temeca was founded in 1989 as a youth academy, and then they began playing in the Estonian Football League uh, system in 2000 in something called the um, the the Third Liga. So I'm assuming Third Division. <laughs> my yeah. Estonians, I'm not really up on my uh, my Estonian vernacular, so that makes um, sense. So this, they started out in a, in a in a lower level, coming from a youth academy, and now they're in the top flight, which is the Meisterliga, which I believe may be the Master League. Yeah. Um, and they've been and they've been there since 2005, with their best finish being a fifth place finish. Um, as in most countries, with low temperatures in the winter, the season starts in March and ends in November. So they're currently, like I mentioned, playing matches. So his services really might be needed right away. And the Meister League consists of 10 clubs, all teams playing each other four times. And after each season, they have pro-rel, so teams are uh, promoted and relegated. The second-to-last team plays a two-leg playoff for a place in the Meister League. So a little bit of interesting uh, stuff there. They're, um, they're managed by a fella that goes by Kiedo Koppel, who is a goalkeeper by trade and uh, had some stints in not only the first division in Estonia, but also with the, the national team. Um, the club's home ground is a 1,700-seat stadium called the Tartu Teme Stadium, which is the largest ground in Tartu, which I'm guessing is the city he'll be flying in, in and out of. Um, so to basically put it into perspective, Nate, they're actually um, 
their ground is actually smaller than the barnyard where we played our first year. <laughs> oh man. So, so, but it's probably, I mean, I saw pictures of it. It's like a proper ground. It's not like a high school football stadium. Just fewer so, seats. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like more compact, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, um, so yeah, I mean, Trey, Trey will fit right in there being that it's about barnyard size. Um, I do think though that the really cool thing is, is um, if he gets signed, there's a chance that he could play some really meaningful matches. As a member of the EU, they're entered into the playoff rounds, much like Minneapolis City is in the U.S. Open Cup for the coveted Champions League. Yeah, and, and then, um, but basically, uh, historically speaking, in the past, most of their teams lose in that round. Um, but it's still really cool. They get a chance to, to play there. Um, but they're mostly Europa bound, uh, and they've had some teams that have had had some minor success in the Europa League. I mean, that's still super so sweet. Some, I know, right? It's 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 totally cool. So, and then there's only ten teams. So, you know, the, the top team goes. Maybe the second team, depending upon um, you know, however the Champions League draw shakes out so hats off to trey for the opportunity he will have the full support of the murder back here in the states and we really wish him the best because you know going off of the the wake of brandon by being drafted and he scored a goal today I in know. their uh their their friendly against uh, against cincinnati so going off that momentum and then you know seeing trey get this opportunity it really is the pathway to pro is becoming more real yeah i mean you never know where I guess you never know where city's gonna take you, man. Could be Estonia, could be uh, you know via Orlando, or uh, it could be, it could be New England. Could be uh, it could Michigan. it could be right could be right back to city again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Well, uh, you know, as we tend to do in the off season, we start to get that uh, itch. We need more soccer in our lives. That's why we're talking about stuff like this. So we scratch that itch, at least I do, with only the <laughs> sickest lower league soccer merch from across the globe. I have got a couple for you. Of course, John's going to chime in with some new offerings from City Intergalactic Headquarters. But first, um, you know, we'd love talking about other teams' uh, merch because mostly because we think ours tends to be super great. And it's always fun to find other lower league teams that really have, uh, you know, have that merch game and and support them, you know, by by repping them in the streets. So first, let's hang, head out to upstate New York. I think we've talked about this team before. If you follow us on Twitter, you might have seen this new hat I got from a fellow NPSL club, Kingston Stockade. It is a super cool version of their standard crest. It's just simply the illustration of the like the walls of an old wooden fort which is just like spikes, which I love. They use that like spiky top top of the wooden rampart to like uh, throughout their graphic identity. Most like they do it, of course, in the hats and on the crest, but they also have, have been using it on the kits on the bottom of coming up from the bottom and on their scarves to kind of create this cool stripe, like faux stripe look. If I really like it. If you want to support a fellow NPSL team, um, you could definitely do worse than the Kingston Stockade. You should check them out at um, stockadefc.com. That's also the team that's owned by the Foursquare founder, right? Dennis Crowley, or what's his name? That is correct. Yeah. Um, so maybe they don't quite need our financial support, but at least they could use their spiritual support. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah. 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 So <laughs> very, very good point. We'll talk about it in a sec, but I think we all know that we do a pretty sick job uh, with our with our own kits here in Minneapolis City. But there is a team on the East Coast that has been bringing the fire this year, and I'm talking, of course, about Providence City FC out of Rhode Island, aka 
the rogues. John, uh, I think you got one of their skull and crossbone sweatshirts last year, maybe. The I got a t-shirt. Time. Yeah. Well, yeah, a t-shirt when we first found out about them. Um, and they've been putting out over the course of the last six months or so, maybe the last year, a lot of limited edition special partnership kits. And I wasn't lucky enough to get the like uber rare limited edition baby blue um, ocean state kit, I think they called it. I am eagerly awaiting their partnership with Inaria, another limited edition kit. It is a keeper kit that they dropped uh, on New Year's Eve, and it is awesome. It's mostly black, which is, of course, very slimming and important to me. Um, but <laughs> but the, the, was, that, was that your New Year's resolution? Yeah. To wear, just, wear more black? Not, I don't fuck <laughs> losing weight when I can just wear a lot of black. <laughs> um, but the chest is made of like a pattern of different shaped great triangles and they're shaded in different ways that they bring like a skull and crossbones pattern through. So it's, um, it's very, very cool. Rogues is written on the sleeve. There's a big old American flag, um, on the upper arm. It is super lit. I cannot wait for it to, to arrive. I really like Providence. Like I said, because they have something for everyone. They've got like this basic skull and crossbones sweatshirt, you know, for 20 bucks, but they've also got these, like they drop these limited edition classy kits like this. I definitely recommend everybody keep an eye on Providence city. You can find them at of course, ProvidenceCityFC.com. But of course we have our own brand of hotness here at Minneapolis city. John, we went stealth mode last week. Yes, we did. Nate. Well, people, well, people, if you haven't realized yet, if you really want something bad enough with this club, you most oftentimes than not get it. So the popularity of the stealth kit during our kit election coming uh, in a close second to the plaid away jersey, I mean, it's kind of like 1A, 1B, right? Um, the yeah. club decided to give you more sickness and offer up a third kit option, and that was the stealth mode option. So you it's no surprise what it looks like it's all over the internet right now go buy one today 60 bucks gets you into that that sucker it's super cool and uh i'll be interested to see um you know what our plans are for how we're gonna wear that and uh and when we're gonna wear that it maybe maybe it'll be our new cup jersey because we're doing away with the throwbacks um you know we'll see we, we don't know yet um there's also some other hot items that dropped with the addition of the laser crow t-shirt featuring a really cool design that has a little like a silhouette of a crow on the front of it with like pink lasers on an angle kind of going from sleeve to, to belt line. Uh, it's super cool. And then we also have a very classic black long sleeve t-shirt option. That's perfect for the cold winter or a chilly spring day. Uh, definitely go check out the, the team shop at our, uh, on our website and you can get that today. And then the last thing we wanted to mention is that the, the, uh, it's the time of year again where we have our fan referral program. If you, the people, know any other like-minded individuals that might want to join our merry band of misfits this summer, uh, you can get rewarded. For every member that successfully gets a new uh, member signed up, that person gets $10 off of their 2018 membership, and you, as the referrer, will get $5 merch credit to buy some of the cool shit I just mentioned. So I... You know, it really is just a win-win for everybody. So if you have questions, you can go to Minneapolis City SC, MPLSCitySC.com, uh, and it's the first item in the news category. So let's get sharing, friends. Yeah, I think that's a sweet deal, especially if you've got you know some friends that don't live in live in town, and you maybe they want to do the donation thing. They can do that, and you still get the referral. Um, there's lots of uh, 
lots of ways to grow the membership and to grow to bring people within our fold. All right. Well, we are excited to welcome a new guest to the show. He is Bethel University and new Minneapolis City Assistant Coach Matt Van Benshotten. Uh, Matt, thanks for joining us. I gotta ask, did did I pronounce your name correctly? Is uh, um close. It's a good attempt. Van Benshotten. Ah. Um, but I've heard it pretty much pretty much every way you can possibly say it. So. Ah. Uh, like I said, good good attempt. Well, that is totally gonna screw up our. <laughs> I, you know, we're, question. Gonna, we're gonna roll with it though i think it'll, it'll yeah <laughs> matt are we uh are we your first podcast you've ever been on i am i uh i actually was telling my mother about this today she didn't know what a podcast was um but yes this is my first podcast and i'm very excited to be here nice well we okay, are awesome we're excited to have you so let's talk about uh Let's talk about your history a little bit. You have been a Bethel guy for like 10, more than 10 years, 10 years. And, uh, you know, play there in college 2005 and now coaching. What's your soccer life before Bethel? So soccer life before Bethel. Yeah. Uh, before Bethel, I, I played club for Tonka United growing up. Um, I actually didn't even get into competitive soccer until I was 14. I was, I was actually a hockey player prior to that um and then being the oldest of four boys um my parents were like yeah this five to seven nights a week nine you know nine months out of the year it's not gonna happen you gotta find a different sport so then i went into <laughs> soccer and uh the rest the rest is history so yeah that's uh that was my my introduction to soccer well man you find soccer at the right time in your life <laughs> that's exactly right that is exactly right <laughs> so let's talk uh how what about the program and the environment has kept you there for so long um you know i, I realized this about myself I'm, I'm pretty loyal um when i invest in something it's something like i'm not gonna half-ass like i want to get into it and i want i want to be a part of it and help it grow so you know i think one of the things that's been great about bethel is that it's been a great environment and um you know after graduation we had an interim coach for one year and then Jeremy came on board and Jeremy and I really hit it off and he's just been a fantastic mentor and getting to know him and his philosophy on life and just everything has been great. So yes, um, I think he's been a big reason why I've stuck around and just helping to create that culture and, and try to build a program has been awesome. So how did you come into our orbit? Like how did you end up at the reins of city's U23 squad? <laughs> that, you know what, that, that is a really good question. I'm still not sure how exactly it happened. Um, magic, no, think, you know, going mag- yeah, magic. <laughs> um, you know, I, I got into Minneapolis city a little bit just through Jeremy again, cause he's been the sort of the part-time assistant coach for a couple of years now. And then um, I started following them on Twitter and I was like, Oh, these guys are edgy. They're funny. Like, <laughs> I can dig that. So it was a good starting point. And then uh, I came out to some games and I, I realized you could bring alcohol into the stadium. And I was like, wow, this, this seems like the right fit for me. So, um, <laughs> so that's kind of how I got into it. And then, uh, you know, I also work at fusion soccer club. And one of the things yeah, yeah. That we had been doing was um, we've been doing like a, the summer camp and, and one of the, we were trying to find sponsors and I had sat down with Dan um, a couple months before we got to the summer season and he was just talking, he was just asking questions about, you know, how we can grow and, and how Minneapolis City can get into kind of the club scene. And so we just started talking and I worked with Sarah and we got something set up for them to um, sponsor our, our day camps, summer day camps at Fusion, um, where kids got a ticket and got to come out and come to some games. We had some kids be ball, 
ball boys and ball girls. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and that's kind of just where it started. Uh, sort of where I actually started working with Sarah and Dan and got to know John a little bit. Um, and so then, you know, just started work with them, trying to help them out where I could. And um, then Sarah texted me in December. I was like, hey, uh, we're looking for some coaches. And I was like, well, I'm interested. Like, let's <laughs> let's chat. So I think uh, that's kind of where it, where it happened. And yeah, here here we are. So you mentioned Fusion Academy. You coached the U10s to U13s at Fusion uh, in the West Metro. Is that out there in, in Plymouth? Yep. All right. So tell us about that. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of like a mini director of coaching. I oversee our U10 to U13 competitive teams on the boys' side. Um, I am a coach for our U11 Academy 1 team. Nice. Um, so, yeah, so I get to work with kind of the up-and-coming players, and it's a blast. I, I love it. Oh, so, so I'm a dad, and I've got uh, a U11 player right now. <laughs> and, uh, there I'm, you go. Yeah, and I'm always curious to hear about a coach's approach to developing young kids and kind of what they feel like what they feel the best methods are um at that age group yeah no that's that's a great question i get i get to ask that question a lot you know i think you know going back to beth a little bit and kind of jeremy i think one of the things jeremy has really taught me is he's he's given me just a really good perspective and i think you know when you realize when i have my parent meetings or i talk to parents i say you know First thing you gotta realize, like this is a game. These are kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and once we lose sight of that, I think that's when we get in trouble. And you know, we've all seen and heard the crazy parents. We've all heard the horror stories about people <laughs> that just, you know, go nuts. And it's like, man, this is soccer, and they're ten years old. Like we gotta calm down a little bit. Um, so you know, with with my team, I think one one of the things that I've learned is, especially for kids, like as you guys know, soccer is a game about passion, and and you gotta just develop that passion and make it fun and and you know, we can have high standards and, you know, we do a lot of work technically, um, but we do a lot of playing. We do a lot of just like shooting games and playing. And, and, you know, I got kids now who are coming to practice and they're different kits and they're having arguments about who's going to win the champions league and why Chelsea's better than Arsenal. And, and it's awesome. They're not, that's exactly what, you, that's exactly what you want from <laughs> these young players. That sounds like a terrible argument. What? <laughs> <laughs> it is it is plus plus because their their brains are not fully developed yet these arguments are very lacking in substance so that's where i kind of have to step in and be like all right look here's the deal i know you can't understand this but arsenal is the best team yes! maybe one day you, gotta one teach day the you kids. will understand that teach the kids but man i'm not right now i got a lot of I got a lot of Man City kids. I got a lot of Barcelona kids. Like, all right, calm down. Like, let's get off the bandwagon a little bit. Find a, find a club with a little bit of history. Dude, kids love rooting for winning clubs. They can't root for Stoke. Exactly. I get it. <laughs> no, no yeah. exactly. The day the day I meet a kid who's a Nottingham Forest fan, man, like, I'm going to be like, that's impressive. So, but I've, I've yet to find that. Or some kid who comes up and says, but can they do it on a cold, rainy day in Stoke? Right. And you're like, you, can, you get to play every minute. <laughs> you're what, whatever position you want, you, t- yep. you are the coach now. You're the <laughs> I, will, I will follow your lead. So we've, uh, we've, ar- we've already established that you, you coach in college and at the youth level. But what about coaching at, at our level, a little, the, the higher level in the area, yeah. per- perked up the hair on the back of your neck uh, and got you to explore <laughs> taking the next step? Um, you know, with a professionally amateur track, as we like to call it. Yeah. Um, you know, part of it was just my coaching journey. I was like, you know, it, it, I've 
I've coached at high levels, but man, like, you know, I, the first time I stepped on the training pitch for Minneapolis city back in, um, you know, January, I stepped on the field. I'm like, Holy shit, these guys are good. Like my goodness. <laughs> so I think it's that just being able, you know, to be at the kind of the next level and, and work with players who are looking to take that step and, you know, trying to offer them what I can and, and just, you know, not only for, you know, what I can offer, but just absorb and learn from guys like Adam and, you know, other coaches that are going to be involved. Like I'm, I'm just excited for it. So this actually is a great, that's a great segue into my next question. So you're a, a USSF D license coach and you're seeking your C license, correct? Or are you already on uh, that path? Clearly, clearly you have, you have read my Bethel bio that has not been <laughs> updated in a couple of years. I, I have actually attained my C license now uh, as of last year. So um, I'd like a little Perfect. bit of credit for that. Um, no, so all I, the so credit, do, all the credit. Exactly. Exactly. So no, I have my USFC. Um, thought about going and take the B this year, but we'll probably end up taking that next year. Um, would have a little bit more time. So, well, congratulations yeah. on the C license. We, we hope for the best in the, B, in the B classes for you. Now you can um, drive a truck. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, uh, not, not trucks. I can drive 15 passenger vans, but only under 80 <laughs> miles an hour. Oh, yeah. wrong C license. And a forklift. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Yes. So are there things that you that you could point out to the the folks listening from your experience at the college level or what you maybe learned in the classroom going through the licensing that you look sure. uh, you look to to kind of um, work with this new group of guys at, at a different level that you're gonna have this this summer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think you know I was actually talking to I was coaching our u seventeens the other night in a training session and and they're all good players, kind of incoming freshmen um, here in the next couple of years. And I think, you know, it, it, it's it's pretty simple. It just comes down to consistency, consistency and it comes down to speed of play. And can you do that consistently at a high level? Um, and, and it's not much that separates people. Obviously, you know, some players just are freak athletes and, and can do a lot more physically than other players can. But it just comes down to execution and, and speed of play and just consistency. And, and I think that's where a lot of players – you know, whether it's U11 all the way up to, you know, juniors and seniors in college, I think they, I think they understand it to an extent, but don't fully understand, you know, when you get into training, the way you train it is the way you're going to play. And if we're not, you know, going a hundred percent and we're ready and we're getting on it and we're getting after it, I mean, then we're, you know, it's not going to translate onto the game pitch. So I think that's probably for me, the biggest thing that I've learned just in my experience at Bethel, but then also um, in my education with uh, USSF too. So you've brought it up a couple times that you coach under a uh, city's first assistant coach, the soccer Buddha coach, Jeremy Iviskovich. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> what, what have you learned from him? And like, what kind of pointers has he given you as you take over as skipper for the U23 team and as assistant for the uh, NPSL squad? Yeah. Man, that's that's a great question. You know, I think you know, and, and Jeremy's been great because he's he's played at such a high level um, at Clemson that he just kind of you know understands the game at, at a much higher level. Um, and you know, it's funny we were talking about this because one of the things I had to do for my C license was talk to a higher level coach and kind of say, hey, you know, give me give me kind of your breakdown of me. Like, what do I need to do better? And for him. You know, he was saying, you, you really got to focus on, you know, doing better with the top end guys. Huh. Um, I'm really good at development. I'm really good at working, you know, getting, you know, kind of those low end players to that second level and second players, maybe that top level. Huh. Um, but really focusing on, you know, your top players and how do you challenge them? How do you challenge a kid that has been 
really good for so long and maybe hasn't been challenged and, and, you know, holding them to a really high standard, I think, um, cause it's, it's different for all players and, and that's a key. And, and, and as a coach, I think you have to be flexible in your ability to work with every player. And so that's a big piece of it. Um, you know, like I said, I think for him, just the biggest thing is just, just balance. You know, when, when you step on the field, it's everything right. But then when we step off, you know, regardless of the result, you know, it's, it's not, it, it feels sometimes, you know, when you lose, it's a lot, it feels a lot worse than it is, but when you step off, it's like, all right, perspective wise, you know, Hey, if we put hundred percent into it, um, you know, and we put forth our best effort, that's all we can ask for. Um, but again, that comes through training throughout the week that comes through just mental preparation, eating all of that stuff, um, to set yourself up to be successful when you, when you actually step on the field. Yeah. Soccer is a gift. <laughs> Man, we've heard Absolutely that. Absolutely a gift. We've heard that before. <laughs> Such a gift. <laughs> <laughs> We well, and here's the irony. I, I I'll say this too. To sorry to interrupt. I you know, here, we that's kind of a you know, it's a great mantra to have, and it's and it's a great reminder on those days when you know you step off the field and you've lost. And you're like, what are we doing? Like this isn't working. And just gotta remember, soccer's a gift, man. Like you gotta enjoy it. So it's a great mantra. Yeah. It also is a it also is a fickle bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that that it is. <laughs> but but all joking aside, like one of the things that I think was great about being near the team in the first year and the second year and getting to know Jeremy is that um, he's always such a positive influence on on the players. Yeah. Like he's the kind of guy that um, has the no- the technical knowledge, mm-hmm. but he brings this um, this motivation and this almost like a spirituality to the game uh, that gets kind of puts it in a diff- different perspective for people. And um, yeah, I think that that's something kind of rare in a coach. And I'm wondering how you feel you're going to um, kind of take those lessons yeah. and, and, and take them to the U23 squad. Absolutely. And, you know, and I think one of the things, sorry, one of the things I, I really, you know, I think I've learned from Jeremy too is, you know, or, in order to do that, you, you really have to be authentic and you really have to be genuine in how you build those relationships with players. And, and I'm sure all of us can go down the list and say, you know, I've, I've had some really good coaches when it comes to the soccer knowledge piece of it, but I had, but you know, not every coach has been like fully invested in me. And I, I think one of that's one of the things that I picked up from Jeremy and really appreciate his style is like, you know, he cares about the individual and it's not just about your ability as a soccer player. And, and I think again, as we work with these, younger players, that's going to be a big deal is to say, Hey, you know what? We're, we're invested in you even beyond the soccer field. And we want to see you be successful, not only on the field, but off the field. And however we can help you do that. Like, yeah, let's do that. So what is your POV on where um, the, the U 23 team fits into that larger Minneapolis city ecosystem? Yeah. And how do you envision the team working with the NPSL level team throughout the Mm -hmm. season? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and I think it's, you know, philosophically something that we've talked about kind of, you know, quite a bit behind the scenes with just uh, John and the rest of the management and uh, coaching staff. You know, I think it's, uh, this may be a bad analogy. It's because it, it's, it's not a JV squad. I think JV sometimes is like this dirty word that like, oh man, it's like the second, second tier. And mm-hmm. like, that's, that's not it at all. I think, you know, as, as I've talked to John, I've talked to Dan and I've talked to Adam, um, you know, I think one of the things that's clear is, you know, we, we want to get a lot of people into this who are invested. And so by having two rosters, 
it allows us to get a lot of good players in the mix. Yeah. Um, and, and competition is a good thing. And if you can find the right guys who are willing to work hard and, and push and say, hey, look, you know, U23 is going to be, they're going to be a really good team. There's some really talented players that we're bringing in. Um, you know, if you guys are willing to work and be a part of it, like, you know, we want to get you to the MPSL roster. And, you know, on the flip side for the MPSL players, like, they got to understand, like, hey, you can't half-ass this. Like, you mm-hmm. got to be in. And if you're not willing to be, you know, fully invested, guess what? I got 21 guys on the U23 <laughs> team who are chomping at the bits. Come take your spot. And I yeah. think that's just going to make us better. Absolutely. No showing up uh, five minutes before game time on a Friday night and hoping to keep your starting spot, that's for sure. So <laughs> you guys uh, probably get together as a coaching staff. Yeah. What would you say you've laid out as the goals of the organization across like both teams from, from your coaching staff's perspective? Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. Actually, I just sent Adam an email about this. <laughs> We're going to meet later this week to kind of talk more about this. You know, obviously we want to be successful on the field. You know, one of the things city has done is they've, they've built this really good fan base. And, you know, if you're a fan of a team, it's cause you want to win and you want to be successful. And, um, you know, I think we have the tools to be successful on the field, but part of it is just going to be the consistency of making sure like we're holding our guys to a really high standard and, and saying, look, you know, it, it, John was kind of joking about it, that this, it's this amateur semi pro club, but it is a professional club, you know, yeah. and how it's run and how it's managed. And that's going to be our goal with these players is say, Hey, look, we we need to treat this professionally. Um, and whether you're NPSL, whether you're U23, um, you got to know that this is a big deal and you got to be into it and be vested and, and be really, be willing to work when you step on the field. It's one of the things that strikes a lot of guys. So, I mean, you, you kind of touched on it a little bit. So for the players out there who are listening um, that are on the roster or are looking, you know, to try out for the team, give us like your personal elevator pitch of what they can expect <laughs> for the, for, for, for them um, as their coach, as they look to make the jump yeah. to the MPSL squad. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, again, like I said, it comes down to consistency. And, you know, a lot of a lot of these guys are going to be really talented, but it's going to be about, hey, can you bring it every single day? Um, and having worked with college kids, you know, even the best ones sometimes, that's that's not always the case. So my biggest thing for them is like, hey, I want your best day in and day out, um, regardless of whether we're doing – set piece stuff, which can be really boring sometimes, or we're doing technical or we're playing, you know, 11 v 11, like just bring your best, bring your a game. Um, and that's my expectation is that, you know, when we're there, we're getting after it. Um, and if we do that, then we're going to be successful because we're going to push each other and, and we're going to grow in that way. Well, awesome, man. This all sounds great. I'm, I'm super excited. I'm glad you're with us. I think it's going to be a great summer, uh, but now is the time for the, the world famous <laughs> automotive speed round. The people's pitch. Let's do it. The people's pitch speed round is brought to you by the wonderful people in the Valley of Gold at Lupian Automotive. Is your car stupid? If you answered yes, then do yourself a favor and visit lupian.com and pick yourself up a car that'll finally make your parents proud of you. Okay, so Matt, here's how the speed round works. Uh, Ten okay. questions you we cannot move on until you give us an answer it you know it doesn't have to be the first answer okay. you, you can you can think on it but it is called the speed round right. so you know, we need a little bit of giddy up there instead of uh instead of uh all right belaboring a, a thought there so um we ask everyone do you gotcha. need a, a, do you need a, gl- a glass of water you know breaks you need a 
stretch or anything or are you ready to dive um, in? No, I'm I'm good. I have I have my beer in my left hand, so let's go. All right. Okay, so question number one. What is the first name of Chris Farley's thrice divorced motivational speaking character on Saturday Night Live? Uh Matt Foley. Yes. Okay, so what did Matt Foley live in down by the river? Uh, that would be a van. <laughs> and uh, question number three, uh, what statement did President Teddy Roosevelt begin a campaign speech with um, when he was in Milwaukee in 1912, exclaiming to the audience, I've been shot. Well, that's the statement. Oh, uh, there's the answer. <laughs> Sorry. <Whoops. Yeah. laughs> Ruined it. Wow, this, this got really, this got really. Easy the question. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so we're not gonna, we're not gonna circle back on that. That, that also would have made way more sense when we thought your name was Ben Shotten. Yeah. So we usually start the speed round out, and it's funny. People listen to the show, and then they get on here, and they don't realize it. Usually, the first question is their first name, and then the second question is their last name. But with you. Okay. That was really hard. Yeah, so we, we had to go Matt Van. I've been shot at. So uh, <laughs> we were close. We were <laughs> close there. All right. So number good. four. Good try. Uh, what is the most interesting thing you've come across as a coach? It could be a player interaction, a spat with a ref, uh, something just weird, or maybe it's something a parent has said to you. Oh, man. How much time do you have on this podcast? Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, this is the speed round. All right. Yeah. Um. Let's do this. I I'm trying to think. If I sw- if I swear, are we gonna get written up by the FCC or is no? Uh, we're we're good. We good we're good. Go? Okay. All right. All right. Fuck no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. So I this is not my 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 uh, best moment ever. I I was thrown <laughs> out of the game as a coach one time when I was coaching my U16s as a uh, novice twenty five year old. Um, I don't know if sorry. This is a little bit long. I'm gonna try to speed this up. So I showed up to the game, and if you guys have ever been through ref training, one of the biggest things they tell you is you have to look the part. Like, people will not take you seriously if you don't look the part. So I show up. It's a tournament game. We're playing. We're going to play this. This this punk-ass little, like, 16-year-old ref comes up, and he's, like, giving us the lowdown. He's lecturing us. Don't do this. Don't do this. You know, whatever. Okay. Whatever. He's on a power trip. Fine. Whatever. I can deal with this. Problem is he's wearing ankle-high white socks. And I'm like, all right, like, I'm not going to take you fully seriously because you don't look the part. So game gets going, and he's, okay. he's, he's just terrible. Like, it's, it's bad. Like, one of our – so my breaking point was one of our guys got fouled and fell over. Their guy won the ball, but then we got called for the foul. And, of course, you know, I'm, I step on the field like, are you kidding me? Like, this is ridiculous. And we had a little back and forth, and he's like, coach, that's it. You're done. And I was like, that's fine if you're going to make that call, but at least get some professional socks. And he's like, that's it. You're out of here. And I had to, <laughs> I, I had to, I had to go before my director of coaching and the president of the club to explain why I was thrown out of a tournament game, which again, not, not my, not my brightest point, but again, I mean, highlight nonetheless. you got to have a strong sock game. According to Matt, you got to exactly. have this. It's all about nice. the socks. Um, okay. So uh, number five, this, this may be um, maybe a reiteration of number four, but what is the first big yeah. soccer moment you remember? <laughs> <laughs> Biggest soccer moment. Um, it, it could be like man. a game you saw, or it could be like something you played in. Um, well, I got two. I, I would say one, 
that I saw that, and this is kind of where I fell in love with Arsenal, was Dennis Bergkamp's goal. I think it was against Newcastle, where I still to this day don't understand the physics of it because the ball comes across his body. He one touches it around the defender, spins the opposite way, and slots it home. And I was just like, holy shit, like that was amazing. And even now watching it, I'm like, this is just unreal. So I think that's my first moment like watching. And then I would say my big moment for uh, my playing was back in, I think it was 2002, the World Cup, when Ronaldo, fat Ronaldo, not that good Ronaldo, um, now fat Ronaldo. <laughs> he was also um, good. I, people he was, he was very good. He, <laughs> no, he was very good. He, I, I saw him play, and he had he made this run in the World Cup like two days before this game that I had where he beat like seven guys and he just went after one, after another, after another, after another. And I was like, dang. And then I had this game and I was in midfield. I got the ball. I had some space. I'm like, I'm going to pull Ronaldo. Sure enough, beat one guy, beat another guy, beat another guy, shot, missed the net completely. I was like, well, I tried. So shot hit the parking lot. <laughs> um, yeah. But, I think, I think it actually went out for a throw in if I remember correctly. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Um, okay. Question number is six is a hot dog, a sandwich. Um, no, it is. It is not a, a sandwich. It's a, it's a hot, hot dog. dog. It's yeah. a hot dog. It's not a sandwich. Uh, well, it's got two pieces of bread no. and meat in the middle. I don't know. Nope. That's it's the great debate. Uh, number seven, everyone, right. everybody gets one of these. Um, it's a would you yeah. rather, would you rather question? Would you rather have a body that can stretch to impossible lengths or one that can turn into any shape? Who, um, I'm going to go any shape. I think just by definition, there's some more versatility in that. Smart. Um, that, yeah, and I'm, I'm not like a geometry guy, but that sounds better. <laughs> I mean, you could also say that like physical condition is a shape, so you might be able to like have a have like True. Oh, a yeah. good looking body, you know, like always be in shape. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. I I would absolutely take that. Uh, so, question number eight: Do you have any game day superstitions? Um, I don't. I'm I'm not really a superstitious guy. Well, I, I take that back. I, I'm not a superstitious guy. One thing that i do like i'm a big sunflower seeds guy um i like that that's kind of my go-to it helps me not get as upset with the officials doesn't work all the time but it, you know if I'm, I'm if i'm eating that i'm less likely uh to flip shit so i think that's if you want to call it a superstition we'll go with that that's like always on the sidelines you always see these nfl coaches just working a piece oh, of gum dude Dude, absolutely. <laughs> just with, like just without a doubt. Punishing that thing, just railing away on the gum inside <laughs> exactly. their mouth. Because they just have to be pissed. Question number nine. You once scored a goal within twenty-three seconds of the opening whistle. What's the second That's fastest <laughs> what what is the second fastest thing you've ever accomplished? It's no Christian Erickson. Um the second fastest thing I'm, I've ever accomplished. Um, it, was, it was not connecting to this interview today. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's true. Um, <laughs> man, I did. I, I would say, and that's tough. I'm going to go with, I did get up to 96 miles an hour in a U-Haul truck one time when I was moving some stuff across country with a buddy. Um, we just kind of want to see how fast it would go. And so we're in Dallas. 
there's a lot of a lot of space in between point A to point B. So I was like, yeah, let's let's hit this baby up, see how fast we get. So <laughs> night. 96 was was uh was pretty good i'm sure uh it took you about a quarter mile to a mile full mile to stop that thing <laughs> going 96 oh, miles a, an yeah, hour. no it was i still don't know how we stopped it was not a good idea all right we're we're almost done here question number 10 uh the anchor out of any current or former crow who would you say most exemplifies your playing style from your playing days I, this is, I'm a little bit biased. Um, I'm going to go with Kevin, Kevin Hoof. Uh, That's a good one. uh, I coached him back. I coached him back in the day a little bit. What, what I like about Kevin is not, not so much. He's, he's way better than I, I ever was or will be. That's fine. But just his attitude, like he's a no nonsense. Like, Hey, if you give me shit, I'm going to give it back to you. I relate to that on a very deep level. Um, so I think in that sense, we are probably kindred spirits and, and Kevin, if you're listening, you know, this to be true. <laughs> well, we'll have to prompt him to listen. Cause he only listens when he's on. So, uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll let him know he, he got a shout out from you. Um, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. He's listened one, yeah, that, one that time. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> well, you made it through man. Um, and that is all for our show tonight. Thank you again to coach Matt for joining us this week. And thank you as always to our sponsor summit brewing company. It almost feels like there is a new summit release every week. So get to your tap room or your local to the tap room or your local bar or liquor store, or wherever the heck you buy summit, the back of someone's van, whatever, and get something new memberships for 2018 have never looked so tantalizing. Do you have yours yet? If not, go get signed up. 60 bucks gets you a cool season pass to all upcoming city matches this summer, NPSL and U23, a fancy new membership scarf, and of course, the vote to help make what we created your very own. As we already noted, it is already member referral time. Member referrals give them $10 off their membership and grab yourself a sweet $5 discount off of merchandise while you're at it. Those credits do stack, so refer your whole village. Do you like helping people? Well, we do, but helping people sometimes comes at a cost and we need your support. If you're looking to align yourself with a fine group that loves to give back, you are in luck, Minneapolis Minneapolis City is a 501c3 that does good and all, good on and off the pitch. I always screw something up uh, by providing those less fortunate to have a safe, reliable place to play the beautiful game. It is also tax season. We were in the thick of it. So start thinking about those tax deductible donations and consider giving to the club that loves to give back. City will be out this weekend at the U of M women's soccer team 3v3 fundraiser tournament. Stop by, watch some city guys play, grab some merch, and if you've got a team of boys, men, or women, go out and play. Visit the events page at goldengopherfun.com to sign up. Wow, that was a tough one to get through. Golden Gopher Fun really runs together <laughs> when you're looking at it. on Golden Gopher Fun really runs together. All right. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, we've made it super easy. Send us a note on Twitter at The People's Pitch or through email at mcsepodcast at gmail.com. All questions, comments, and concerns are welcome. And finally, as always, you can hit up the club at SC. So that officially is all for the show this week. Um, Matt, awesome to have you in. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, we yeah, once thank again, you guys. I appreciate it. 
No problem. Anytime. We once again leave you with our house MC. This is the one, the only, the current Minneapolis City player, Miles Stockman Willis, who goes by the name Miles with a track called No Heart. I am John. That is Nate. That is also Matt. And you are the people. Until next time, you smooth criminals, please hold soccer close to your hearts. You got hooked. Mason just fucked your old bitch. Uh, two fifteens, one big enclosure. How I get my closure? Become a composer. I don't need exposure, but I need a mower. Always off the ogre. Shrek with extra odor. About the bullshit. I'm a bulldozer. Saying straight face. No, I ain't playing poker. Me, myself, and I. I was born a loner, never had a heart. I'm no ordinary organ donor. Money magnet, man, I'm about to bag these maggots. Mainly from the brainy magic, causing racket with no ratchet. I don't talk much, all about the action. Fuck my parents' house, trapping, trying to make the Hamptons happen. Uh, get an A on the report like Voldemort deporting bodies. You were hot, now you're not cool. Guess you were wasabi, blessing off uh, like a rocket hourly, like it's a hobby. Win the league like Taco, all you hear is Bravo. Call me Johnny, I'm a bachelor. Never been to Tommy Johnny, flow far from your average Joe. So my bitch is bad as Bonnie. Took a tab and dent my mind. Retinals colorized, seeing crystal clear. Crystallized fears near my spine's rear. Staying clear of what's not myself. Mesmerizing mirrors, humbling. Niggas mumbling, they need to hit a deer. Their position's clear. Mine resides in all Poseidon's peers. My career's guided, driven by some gilded gears. Cheers. 215's one big enclosure. How I get my closure, become a composer. I don't need exposure, but I need a mower. Always off the ogre, Shrek with extra odor. About the bullshit, I'm a bulldozer. Saying straight face, no I ain't playing poker. Me, myself, and I, I was born a loner. Never had a heart, I'm no ordinary organ donor. Rocking the golden fleece, so don't try me. Asking God why me, three times wearing Y threes, three minutes, three dots. He's replying. He said these rappers need to start dying. Boy, I gave you the gift of bust off. That for young boss, tough soft toss. So knock that rust off. Remember hard bars by far on the bus stop. Now hide her all off stealer. You can't make this bus stop. Depressed in my hut. I admit in a rut. Still living good on the edge like brownie crust. Trying to make a claim to fame. When you make that claim, it's us. I'm a game changer on a game breaker. Give it up. Are you impressed or so? At peace, never stressed at home. Motto is progressor go. Heart cold as an Eskimo. Damn, these niggas desperate. I'm a hero like Despero. Fully proof and fully grown. Gooned up eating escargot. Writing like I'm Edgar Poe. Got the process of a pro. Show you how to flex a flow. Records ready, set in stone. Think confetti should be thrown. Riding through black rims. Big blunt like a blimp. Falling hard, get a glimpse. Well-mannered, natured pimp. So I touch her fish. Coy. Tell that bitch quick, throw her D's on this rich boy Make her turn around cause she know that I got the voice Don't wanna hear you speak, less 10 G's on the invoice 215's one big enclosure How I get my closure, become a composer I don't need exposure, but I need a mower Always off the ogre, Shrek with extra odor 
about the bullshit. I'm a bulldozer, saying straight face. No, I ain't playing poker. Me, myself, and I, I was born a loner. Never had a heart. I'm no ordinary organ donor.